Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Galaxy's Roundup. I'm your host, Mike Browning. A few updates. A few updates. This podcast is now on Patreon. If you like what you're hearing and you want to contribute, it's patreon.com slash Roundup. With saying that, I will say that the podcast will forever and always be free, though. That's not why I started it. I didn't start this to be monetized. I didn't start it to for it to turn into a career. It's a uh, it's a hundred percent hobby, and it's a hundred percent out of passion. And it's uh, it's me just wanting to sit here and talk about Star Wars with you all. But if you like it, the option to contribute is there. But never feel like you're obligated. You're going to have access to all of this content absolutely free forever so if you want to contribute that's great if you want to just sit back and enjoy and hang out with me that is totally fine as well i love all of you the same so update the show's a little bit late this week i usually try to upload the main show here of galaxies roundup on uh, wednesday or thursday but i've spent the last week in atlanta georgia which was really really cool i'd never been to atlanta except for once I was, and even that time, I was only at the airport. I had a layover in Atlanta, and I had to switch flights. And I, I spent a little bit of time at the airport, which is a crazy, insane, uh, busy, busy airport. So I didn't get to see Atlanta. I just I stayed in the airport, and I switched my flight, and then I went to Chicago to see my brother. So that was my only experience with Atlanta up until this point. Now I've been to a few bigger cities. I've visited. Uh, New York only once, but I've been I've been to Chicago a lot. My brother has lived in Chicago for a decade now, so I've been to Chicago quite a bit, and it's one of the biggest cities in the country. I've been to Louisville and uh, Knoxville, and I've been to uh, Charlotte and a few other like, bigger cities, but you know nothing the size of Chicago or Atlanta. So Atlanta. Uh, is really really cool, man. I, I I'm a southern guy. I'm a mountain. I'm a mountain guy. I'm from Appalachia. I was born and raised in the mountains. So anytime you travel outside of that and you go to a big metropolitan area, it's a little bit of a culture shock. You know, I've gotten used to that over the years. You know, visiting my brother in Chicago, but Atlanta had a different feel to it, man. Uh, I I met a lot of great friends in Chicago. It's and, and it, it is welcoming in certain aspects. You know. My brother's very used to the city, so he's got a group of friends. We know where to go. We know what people to hang out with, and we know what areas to avoid. Unfortunately, that that's a reality. But Atlanta, man, um, it was crazy. I was there for work. My my best friend, he started a, uh, a videography company three years ago, and I just went on full-time with him. So we were there uh, doing a, uh, some shooting. We were doing a lot of videography work over the last week in Atlanta. And it's a really awesome town. It's a really awesome town. There's a um, there's a thing about this southern hospitality that uh, that's very real there. You have the access to all of these awesome things because it is a bigger city. You know, you've got uh, you know really good public transportation. You've got a lot of theaters. You've got a, a great music scene. A million and one different places to eat. So you have all of the all of the trappings of a big city and even the look of a big city. With a very, very welcoming and warm, um, inviting environment, I loved it. I loved it. I uh, I didn't know how I was going to feel about it. I'm always I'm always a little nervous when I travel because I uh, I don't know, man. I'm from a very small town. I'm used to certain things, and as much traveling as I have done, I, it's still I still get a little nervous when I do it. Uh, I don't like not knowing what to expect when it comes to traveling. <laughs> when it comes to plunging myself into uh, foreign territories. 
but Atlanta is an awesome, awesome city. If you've not visited Atlanta and you have the opportunity to visit Atlanta for whatever reason, go. Definitely go. It's funny because when I was a kid, I loved the Atlanta Braves. I didn't really follow baseball, but I loved the Atlanta Braves. So getting to drive by the Braves Stadium, you know, was was kind of a dream come true for me, man. It was it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Really awesome town, easy to navigate. Uh, it's busy, of course. There's tons of cars and tons of people trying to get places, but it was easy to navigate. There wasn't this. How can I say this the best way possible? There wasn't this lack of patience like I feel whenever I'm in a really big city like Chicago. You know, as awesome as Chicago is, it's uh, it's very, very fast, and there seems to be just no patience among anybody. And I guess I could, I can kind of try to understand that if you're, if you're, if you're dealing with that many people in that big of an area every single day, you're you're probably going to run out of patience kind of quick. But Atlanta didn't really feel like that. It was, it felt like it was that busy, but it didn't feel like it was lacking patience. Everyone was kind of just sort of mellow with one another. And I liked that and I appreciated that a lot. So long story short, that's why the show's a little bit late this week. And uh, that also brings me to the next thing that I want to talk about. And I want to ask you all about, you can respond to me in emails. You can message me on Facebook. A lot of you know me personally and you have me on Facebook. So uh, uh, let's, let's try to dig into scheduling a little bit and what you want out of Galaxy's Roundup, because whatever you guys want, I'm going to try my hardest to give it to you. Saying that, I will say that this show has has been very organic and very unconventional for me. It's been a very positive experience, and it will always be a positive experience because I'm just not going to allow it to be anything other than that, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's a, I, I'm, I'm in control of the content. You're always going to have positive, you know, celebratory things said about Star Wars and fun on this podcast. I'm not going to get negative. I'm not going to be derogatory, controversial. It's not the point of this show. So aside from that, where you come in and where you have say is when you're going to get this show. The old podcast that I did with the the the, the guy that I did, did it with, we always uploaded that show on either Wednesday or Thursday every week. We set a schedule every week and if we weren't able to do that, it kind of threw things out of whack, and it it felt uh, it felt weird, and it was hard getting it back on track. We would have to rewrite some things, or if I had to be out of town, or sometimes, you know, he had some issues, and we weren't able to do it. It just it depends, but you know, we, whenever we got off schedule, it kind of threw things out of whack, and I don't want things to ever feel that rigid producing podcast content again. I don't I don't like that. But if you all have a certain day of the week or in a, a certain time of that day that you'd rather me upload these shows, I'll do everything I possibly can to make that happen. If no one has a specific preference and you can kind of just listen to them whenever, I'm just going to continue, you know, uh, having a really free form approach to all this stuff. It's worked out really well for me. I have to travel a good bit with my job. Um, but I, I also, you know, what I do, my setup here is very simple and I can take my laptop and my mic with me. If I'm out of town and I need to record, I can do that if I have to. 
if uh, if everyone's okay with them with the show at least coming, I mean, I'm not going to do them on the weekends probably, but I'll always upload it sometime during the week. If you don't have a preference, you might get one on Monday, you might get one on a Wednesday, you might get one on a Friday, like we are this week. So if everyone's okay with that, I'm just gonna I'm gonna record them, you know, at the at the pace that it allows me to. That way, everything feels very comfortable. If you would like them at a certain time of week, I'll do everything I possibly can to make that happen as well, or provide some type of content when you uh, when you prefer it. I'll try my hardest to do that. But uh, if no one has a preference, I'm just I'll just keep doing it the way that I'm doing it. If that works for everybody, it definitely works for me. It's been a very very comfortable and positive experience, and I don't even want to say so far as if I'm going to be pessimistic. I, it's 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 not even so far. Uh, I this podcast will always just be positive and optimistic and fun and a good time. So now that all the house cleaning's out of the way, I want to say that I love you all. I've got uh, I've got a few reviews and a few ratings on iTunes so far, and that's awesome. I started this thing completely by myself. My older podcast it was a, was it got a little bit of steam behind it. There was another gentleman involved, and you know it got kind of popular, especially among our friends. And when it had to go away, I I kind of felt bad because I wanted to keep providing something for you all. But not all of my friends are Star Wars fans. Uh, that's why I wanted this show. To be something that can be appealing to you, even if you're not necessarily into Star Wars. If you and I just know each other, <laughs> and you want to hang out and listen to something that I create, this show's perfect for that. It's going to have a lot of my flair in it. If you listened to the last episode, you heard uh, my first entry into a, a series that I'm doing of five-minute original Star Wars uh, stories. and The first one was A Day on Tatooine. It was a lot of fun. I was able to create some sound effects. And uh, it was a it was a blast to do, and I think that it can kind of put you in that world, even if you're not a fan. If you just enjoy storytelling, that's my goal. My goal is to scratch that itch for you. Not trying to reinvent the wheel of podcasting in any way here. I just want to create a place that is unwaveringly dedicated to promoting positivity in Star Wars and. And everything, honestly. If we have this huge platform here to communicate with one another, I think it's a shame if we always choose to utilize it in a negative way. Be it Star Wars, be it anything. We have access to each other on a daily basis. We have access to each other in a sensitive way on a daily basis. And I think that with that comes a great responsibility to respect one another. And to make sure that we're communicating in a positive way so we understand each other. And your experience with this insane thing that is the internet can be fun, it can be positive, it can be something that functions in a good way in your life and not a source of stress. So, with all that being said, I love Star Wars comics. (laughs) Alright, I adore Star Wars comics. Now, they've been knocking them out of the park since Marvel acquired them. Dark Horse was publishing them, and Dark Horse is still a great company, Dark Horse was publishing Star Wars comics before uh, Disney acquired Lucasfilm. And with Disney came Marvel, because Disney owns Marvel. So Marvel took over all of the comic publishing. And they have just assembled an insane group of talented people to tell these stories. The art is fantastic, of course. I mean, that's... I mean, I mean, we know how incredibly talented 
a lot of comic artists are out there, and they've got some of the best of the best working on Star Wars. But even more than just the 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 art itself and the coloring, the stories have been so rich and so full, and it's it's the best example. Now the novels are incredible, don't get me wrong, but the the comics the comic runs have been such an amazing example of what you can do in this infinite sandbox that we have to play in that George Lucas created for us back in 1977. And bridging that gap from the novels, because I've always loved the novels. I've loved the, I I love all of the, the, the novel adaptations of the films, and I love all of the original novels as well. I've loved all of them, Legends up to Canon. I think all of them have a place in this world, and I think that they're, Fantastic. I love them. But bridging that gap, you know, when you're when you're listening to an audiobook or you're reading a novel and you have an idea of, you know, what Star Wars looks like, what it sounds like, what it feels like to be there. You're painting these pictures in your head. When you're when you're listening to an audiobook or you're reading a novel, you're already seeing these pictures in your head. So when you get to the comics, you're looking at other insane Star Wars fans' interpretations of these stories unfolding right in front of you. And you don't really have to play around in the the imagination realm, which is fun, don't get me wrong, it's very fun. You get to turn that part off and experience someone else's vision while the story is unfolding as well. So comics are very, very, very special. And it just seems like they've been hiring the most hardcore Star Wars fans on the planet to tell these stories and to draw these pictures and color them. I, I, I'm i horrendous at art. I love and I adore art. My uh, I've talked about my, my best friend, John, on this podcast a million times. He's one of the most brilliant artists. He does he did the logo for Galaxy's Roundup. He's uh, he shared his art with me for years, uh, 20 years now. Brilliant, brilliant guy. And he's a comic book artist as well. And I've always envied that discipline it takes such a, a knowledge of of anatomy and, uh, and and atmosphere. If if I can look at something that you've drawn and hear it as well, and John is one of those, one of those artists, if I can look at something that you've drawn and I can hear it as well, man, I mean that's that's for me for me that's knocking on that's knocking on the right door. That is knocking on the right door. And there's a lot of artists at Marvel that are doing that, man. Incredible, incredible work. So now that I've set the stage of the uh, the the state of comics at Lucasfilm and under uh, and under Marvel, let's talk about the age of series, which is what I which is what I refer to it as. There have been the the age of Republic, which was a mini comic series covering um, Republic era characters. There's been Age of Rebellion, which is, of course, original trilogy era, which we've spent a lot of time in. There was a mini-comic series that just ended with, uh, I think, Jabba the Hutt was the last series in that, but it covered the Age of uh, Rebellion, and now we're in Age of Resistance, which have been the three big eras that are canon. Age of Resistance was incredible. It was incredible. All of the issues were a lot of fun. I think my favorite issue was General Grievous. I've always been a little curious about General Grievous. I know that we learned a lot about him in Revenge of the Sith, and there's been some, you know, there's been novel work, and there there are canon stories outside of Revenge of the Sith that that talk about General Grievous, but nothing to any really big extent. He was kind of just this red herring in Revenge of the Sith to kind of take our eye off of 
Tyrannus and Palpatine, of course. But I really wanted to know more about General Grievous. So this comic that dove into him and tapped into his motivations, and of course, you know, spoiler alert, ended up you know coming full circle and you realizing just how bad he actually is. I love that. He's one of those taboo characters that I wanted to know more about and I think is the point of comics like this. So Age of Republic was awesome. Age of Rebellion was incredible. Don't get me wrong. It was really awesome. But I feel like we've spent so much time in that in that era that it, I didn't feel like I had heard these stories before, but everything just felt really familiar. Now, there's a comfort to that. Don't get me wrong. There's a comfort to that that I enjoy. But there's also there's also this aspect of pushing the envelope, you know, which is what I've been talking about with the novels and the other comics that I really enjoy. And it's why I dive headfirst into content that's not the films. I like playing around in other areas of this sandbox and, and seeing creators and writers push that envelope. So the Age of Rebellion series was awesome, but it felt very familiar. None of them really stand out to me. Uh, I mean, if I went back and looked at them, I could talk about some of the stories, but the fact that I can't recall the individual stories and talk about them just kind of tells me that they didn't really stand out. And that's okay. Uh, I I love original trilogy era. I always want to see and read stories and, and, and watch stories that take place in original trilogy era. But it just it lacked a flair, I think, that Age of Republic had because I, I was just more curious about the Age of Republic series and those characters and learning more about them. Now, we are at Age of Resistance. There have been two issues. Finn's single issue and Captain Phasma's single issue are out now for Age of Resistance. And Finn's is awesome. Finn's is awesome. Okay, he, uh, if, if you're not familiar, I imagine you're familiar with Finn, but if you're not familiar with Finn, he is the very first person that we've seen on screen in the new trilogy. And what I'm talking about is the initial teaser trailer that dropped back in 2014. Uh, it, it pans in and you're in the desert and of course all of us thought it was Tatooine. We found out later that it was Jakku. And this stormtrooper, without his helmet on, pops up in frame and he's out of breath. And you're immediately plunged into the middle of the situation, which I I adore that about that trailer. That's the first character that we've seen of the new of the new trilogy. We found out that he's a stormtrooper. His name's Finn, or technically his name's FN two one eight seven. He gets the name Finn from Poe Dameron a little bit later, but he's a stormtrooper that is not. Um, the first order isn't doing it for him. He's having a change of heart. He has a conscience and. It's not something that, it, of course, it came, you know, full circle on Jakku at the beginning of Force Awakens, and he made the decision then that he could not be a part of the First Order anymore, but he'd been slowly having a change of heart throughout his entire experience there. He'd been trained from birth by the First Order to be a soldier and to kill, okay, and he knows how to do those things, but he he can't do them without his conscious killing him. So his Age of Resistance issue, his Age of Resistance story, is about that. We get to see more and more that this guy, this guy isn't your typical run-of-the-mill stormtrooper. He has um, he has morals, for lack of a better word. He uh, he thinks before he does things, and the whole motivation behind uh, Starkiller Base and, and the First Order and the the atmosphere of that evil in the Force Awakens. He just does not belong there. 
So I, I, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed his, his solo story because it, it, it revealed a little bit more of, of the, of the story that was beginning to unfold with this guy that, you know, if there was going to be a defector, if there was going to be someone that, you know, takes a stance against these people and leaves them, you know, despite it threatening their lives, it was going to be him. It really showed, but it didn't do it in an over the top way. Like there still was this kind of tug of war, like, like I can tell this guy, he's not drinking the Kool-Aid, you know, with with the First Order. But at the same time, he's also not in a position yet to just drop it all and, and leave and risk his life like that. So it was cool to see him, you know, uh, go through a story like this before the events of The Force Awakens. I'm trying really hard not to spoil anything in the issue for you all because I, I really want you to go and read it. But I, I definitely suggest it. They started off pretty strong. He's he's a character that I was curious about too because he's not a main character in the Force Awakens, but he uh, he plays uh, he plays kind of a pivotal, a pivotal role. He's there just to sort of add character and to add flair to that story. Now that's completely different in the Last Jedi. He was very important in the Last Jedi, and I actually love his character in the Last Jedi. That's one thing that Ryan Johnson really nailed was taking his character that didn't do a whole lot in the Force Awakens. And create a really awesome story and give him relevance to the point that in the next film, I'm really curious what, what he's doing. I'm really curious how his story has progressed because the idea behind him is already cool. You know, a stormtrooper that has a change of heart, what do we do with him? And it's not that J.J. Abrams underutilized him. I mean, we see his turn in The Force Awakens, so we know his motivations. But he kind of just wandered through the rest of that movie just as an additional character that we get to learn a little bit more about. And the, the Last Jedi, man, he really, really shines. So I was curious. I wanted to know a little bit more about him before The Force Awakens, and this comic did that for me. I'm trying really hard not to spoil any of it because I want you all to read it because it's a really awesome issue. You should go check out Age of, uh, Age of Resistance now. And that brings me to Phasma. Okay, I love Captain Phasma. I love her. She's the leader of the First Order Stormtroopers. She, her armor is sick. I love Gwendolyn Christie. I think the idea behind Phasma has been awesome from the jump. It was a little bit misleading leading up to The Force Awakens because we all kind of just assumed she was going to be sort of a Boba Fett kind of character, even though we knew she wasn't a bounty hunter. We assumed she was going to function in that kind of capacity in the film. Like, she was going to be the one that was hard to get away from. And she kind of is, but Phasma is a little more complicated than that. She's not necessarily smitten by the First Order either. She's got a lot of her own motivations. Now, now where her issue kind of falls flat for me is the contrast between her character's behavior in The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi where she supposedly, you know, spoiler alert for The Last Jedi, she supposedly dies in The Last Jedi fighting Finn. So she's she's been in the films a little bit, and we've seen how she behaves, and we've seen how she acts and what her, her mood and her attitude typically is with uh, especially First Order Stormtroopers. You know, she kind of treats them all like peons, and none of them are good enough. And she's very sympathetic in a way, and she's very helpful to a stormtrooper. Now, it all ends differently, but the first half of this comic didn't seem like her character. It just didn't seem like her character. Now, it's it's beautifully drawn, and the colors are fantastic, and even the writing, as far as the dialogue, I, I, I like how it's formatted. 
I can't buy that that's her character. I wasn't I wasn't sold on this being something that Phasma actually did. It functioned more like a Vader Dark Visions type of uh, uh, type of issue, which Vader Dark Visions is awesome, but it's kind of a it's a twist on the story and it's sort of uh, mythology within mythology, you know, for for lack of a better phrase. It functioned kind of like that. It was fun and I enjoyed it as a whole. I just didn't buy that her character would be behaving like this with another First Order Stormtrooper. I, I, I don't see her being that helpful and that friendly and that mentor-like. You know, she's always been, from what I gather from the films, uh, very invested in, in herself and in the mission. And this First Order Stormtroopers are just pawns that she uses to get a larger mission done. She's never really given a crap about them individually. And she does in this issue. And that wouldn't be as jarring if it was something that had already happened. You know, the interest that she has in Finn is because Finn has defected. Finn has left. She's not interested in him in a positive way. She's interested in his demise. So her interest in him as an individual makes sense. And it supports her as a character that we've seen, you know, behave that way so far in, in the films. And her interest in the, the a, a particular First Order Stormtrooper in the comic and this comic issue is completely different. And it was just a little too out there for me, for her character. And and for that reason, it kind of fell flat. So Age of Resistance has started off really strong and a lot of fun. And the second issue just kind of didn't really do it for me. But we've got several issues to come. I think they're going to do Poe. They're going to do, uh, they're definitely going to do Ray. They're going to do Kylo Ren. And I'm excited to know more about all of them and see these little in-between stories and, and, and see them on a random day of their lives in this universe outside of what's covered in the films. So I'm definitely still optimistic. I don't think that, you know, I don't think they're going to continue with that, you know, downward trajectory of, of uh, you know, uh, two out-of-the-box <laughs> motivations for the characters. I think they're going to get back on track, and I hope they do. I, I really hope they do, and I think that they will. So that's it. Uh, that's my initial reaction slash spoiler-free review of the two single issues in the Age of Resistance series. And uh, they're good. Finn, I would give about an 8 out of 10. It's really awesome. And Phasma, I'm going to go ahead and give like maybe a 6 out of 10. Still pretty good. Just didn't really do it all the way for me. But nonetheless, now that the comics are behind us, we got to talk about some Black Series. I continue to be bitten by this collector's bug. I can't shake it. I just can't shake it. And I don't want to shake it. I'm really excited about it, man. I feel... I feel like I am a little kid again. Even though I don't have all of these figures down on the floor playing with them, I'm enjoying them in a totally different way as an adult. And they really are setting the atmosphere for my recording space in here. It's really awesome. I was just recently in Georgia, as I mentioned, and I was able to find two really cool Black Series figures. I found Obi-Wan from Phantom Menace. I found him at a Best Buy. Awesome find. Um, he looks fantastic. Looks exactly like Ewan McGregor when he was like 19, 20 years old. And I also found the um, demasked Kylo Ren from The Force Awakens, which is interesting because he, you know, he doesn't spend a lot of that. Well, he spends the last, the last bit of that movie without his mask on, but he doesn't spend a whole lot of that movie without his mask on. He spends the entirety of the Last Jedi without the mask, and he has the scar. But this is him demasked from The Force Awakens, so he doesn't have the scar or anything. He still has the hood and all of that, but he just doesn't have the mask on. So I've got a Kylo Ren with the mask on from Force Awakens and a Kylo Ren without the mask from Force Awakens, which 
I think it's cool. I think it's going to be one of those in a few years that might be kind of rare. I mean, I hope so. In any case, I mean, I'm, I'm optimistic. I hope it's rare and I hope I got a really cool, a really cool piece over there. In any case, I love it. And it's really rounding out my new trilogy shelf a lot. Uh, so far on that shelf, I have Haldo, which is a great figure. Uh, like I mentioned, the Kylo Ren with the mask, C-3PO with the red arm. I've got Snoke on the throne, uh, on his throne in the very back. I got Ray in the very front. I have an Executioner, uh, First Order Storm, First Order Stormtrooper. I've got DJ, and I have the demasked Kylo Ren so far. So that shelf is shaping up, and my prequel shelf is shaping up, man. Because, because today I purchased—that's right—two more of them. <laughs> so what did I get? What did I get today? Well, my local mall had. Anakin Skywalker from the Archive series. They redid all the facial animation from the ones that released in like 2013 and 2014. I found Anakin. Looks fantastic. He comes with another head. You can take his head off and put another head on him. And one head has the red eyes and the other head has kind of like just the friendly face Anakin. So I have him. He's on my prequel shelf now rounding all that out. And I found Yoda. I found the Archive Yoda. And I've, I've looked all of these up online I've been so unlucky in searching for them for like the past two or three months, but I found both of them today. So on my original trilogy shelf, Yoda's hanging out up there, rounding out the entire thing. I've got Luke up there, I've got General Veers, I've got Tarkin, Boba Fett, uh, I've got Lando Calrissian in the Skiff Guard armor, I've got Leia, I've got you know Han from the original trilogy, I've got a, a Death Star pilot up there. So, so, so sick to have all of them hanging out on the same shelf. So I've got, I've got quite the spread and it's, uh, it's not slowing down anytime soon. So that's it, man. That's my Black Series update. It's been an awesome show today. If you guys listened last time, you heard something special. You heard the first five minute original Star Wars story in a long series of original five minute Star Wars stories that I'm doing on this podcast now. I had an absolute blast recording that, and uh, every, everyone that's listened to it so far absolutely adores it, and I'm very thankful for that. Whoever has listened to it, if you enjoy it, thank you so much. I'm going to continue to do them, and I would like other people to get on here and do their own as well. It, they're short. It's really easy to do. It's fun. It's a new way to tell Star Wars stories and have fun in this world together. So, you heard the first one. It was called A Day on Tatooine. It was a blast to record. And guess what? I've got another one ready for you today. I hope you're excited. I'm excited to share it with you. It was a lot of fun to make, too. So, after this short break, sit back and enjoy A Day on Canto Bite. I save my credits for the whole second half of the year. Every single one of them. And at the end of the year, 
I get on a cruiser, and I come to Canto Bight. It's either this or help my cousin on Lemoo farm for the last quarter of the season. And let's be honest, there's a little more action here at Canto Casino. Last year, I didn't do too hot, but I got a feeling this year is going to bring me something special. K-10, my guy. Can you pass me a rack, please? That is not enough for a buy-in. You are three credits short. You want to know how long I've been coming to Canto Bite? I remember when men ran the tables and droids served drinks. It's not like that anymore. Okay, come on. You know that I'm good for it. At least let me play for a percentage of the pot. Without a full buy-in... You cannot play, sir. Hold on, hold on. I, I've been coming here a really, really long time, and I don't deserve Please this. step away from the table before the guards are notified. Whoa! Oh my god! Whoa! Whoa, hey! hey. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> hold on. Now, now, it was at this moment that I realized... Something special was gonna happen to me tonight. I thought it was gonna be in the form of credits. I didn't have this in mind in particular, but this is just as good. This is just as good as credits. The windows shatter and tons of father start flying through the casino. Oh no, wait, hey, 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 K, how about that buy-in, buddy? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. Oh man. get outside and it's all I can do to catch my breath <sighs> I mean I knew I knew they did father races and stuff on Canto Bida. I, I knew they had a lot of these creatures here but I thought I thought they kept them caged up I mean caged up better than that I thought at least <sighs> I, I, no, I, I knew I knew that they did arms deals and trades and things like that with the with the first order, but I had I thought maybe that's what had happened. I thought maybe they were getting getting attacked or something. It was it was insane. Whoa! Hey! Hey! You crazy? Jesus, two of them. Two of them just flew by and there's people riding them. And they weren't they weren't jockeys. They're not like the jockeys that typically ride them. It was just the guy and a girl on each of them just flying by. Oh my god, what is happening in this town? As I was saying, I, I I thought maybe, maybe a deal went south. They do a lot of trading with the first order. They they store weapons here, they do trades, they a lot of the, the, the pilots and the and the officers and stuff, uh, they'll come down and they'll bet on the races. I I knew that they had a relationship and I thought maybe something had happened and the casino was getting bombed. I was a little excited at first, but now I'm just kind of... Jeez, I don't know if I want to do business here anymore. Anyway, I'm on my way back to the cruiser. And I start to hear something. 
before the guards are notified. And it's K10. Please step away from the table before the guards are notified. Hey, K, you alright, bud? Please step away from the table before the guards are notified. He's stuck on a loop. Please step away from the table before the guards are notified. Alright, I'll try to flip his switch or something. Please step away from the table before the guards are notified. I must have hit his credit pack. <laughs> they just keep falling out. <laughs> but now, I may be picking glass out of my hair for the next week, but this has been the best year on Canto Bite yet. I am so glad that we got to spend this time together today celebrating Star Wars and our love for it. So glad to be here with you all. If you listen today, thank you so much. If you're new to the podcast, thank you. I hope you keep coming back. If you're not new to the podcast, I hope you're enjoying what you're hearing so far. I'll also mention that the podcast is on Patreon. If you would like to support me over there, it's patreon.com slash galaxiesroundup. I'll say that to say the podcast is 100% free. You don't have to support it monetarily if you would like to. That's totally up to you if you don't. I love you all the same. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Love you guys so much. May the force be with you, and I'll see you next time.